Welcome to the 57th episode of the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Rutherford. Stay tuned for my interview with Peter Spiegelman, author of the mystery and thriller novels Thickest Thieves, Red Cat, Death's Little Helpers, and Black Maps. Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. My guest today is Peter Spiegelman, thriller writer and author of the new book, Thick as Thieves. In a recent blurb for the book, Lee Child wrote, Slick, sophisticated, and satisfying. Thick as Thieves is thriller fiction at its best. Peter, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks very much for having me. Sure, sure. Well, if someone listening hasn't heard about Thick as Thieves yet, can you describe your new novel for them? Sure, sure. The, the book is about a crew of highline thieves who specialize in stealing from other criminals and who are in the midst of the biggest, most complicated, and what they hope will be the last heist of their lives, the theft of $100 million from a Wall Street financier turned money launderer. And the book's protagonist is a guy named Carr, who's the crew's reluctant and untested boss, who was promoted to that role when his predecessor and mentor was killed in a job gone wrong. And Carr really has his hands full. He has to deal with the griping of uh, his fractious crew, who don't have a lot of faith in him as a leader. And, And he's also come to suspect that his mentor's death was more than just an occupational hazard, um, but that he was set up maybe by somebody in the crew. So it's a high story with a mystery, or even a couple of mysteries, at at its chewy center. Great. Well, with Thickest Thieves, the setting ranges from South Florida to the Cayman Islands to Houston. And as you mentioned, it features many professional criminals. What kind of research did you do for Thickest Thieves? Uh, well, you know, I worked on Wall Street for about 20 years. <laughs> uh, that's, that's some good that's research. That's easy joke, right? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I, I, did, uh, I actually did a, a fair amount of research, um, and, and uh, uh, I was sort of frightened by actually how much source material is you know, readily available about cracking safes <laughs> and picking locks and, uh, um, you know, uh, drilling lock sets and, and, and that sort of thing. It was actually kind of um, frightening as well as fascinating. Um, so there was, you know, some research about um, the, you know, the particular, you know, techniques and technologies that uh, that these guys might use. Um, and then, you know, of course, uh, our recent history is, um, you know, sadly uh, full of uh, uh, instances, examples of um, financiers gone bad. Sure. Well, I'm curious. I know a lot of writers hate the question, where do you get your ideas? But do you remember a specific moment or, or, or time where you kind of had the first uh, glimmering of the idea for Thickest Thieves? Um, I, I don't remember a particular moment, but I, I remember um, you know, sort of a, a period of time. And it was while I was in the midst of writing... Um, one of my series books, uh, what would have been uh, my fourth uh, John March uh, detective novel, and it was really it was going badly. <laughs> I have to say, <laughs> it was it was just not turning out to be the book that I wanted it to be. You know, it's, it's one of those. Uh, I think it's always the case when you're a writer. You know, there's 
there is your sort of platonic ideal of the book that you are going to write and, and that you're in the midst of writing. And then there's the reality on the page. And, and of course, the two never quite mesh. And, you know, and, and sometimes what you end up with is better in certain ways than what you imagine. And sometimes it's, you know, not quite what you imagine. But this was just not not happening for me. Could not engage the story at all. And just felt like I could just never get to the heart of this thing. And as I was struggling with this and sort of getting nowhere, um, I just uh, started having these ideas about a group of, you know, kind of fractious, difficult, cranky thieves and their, um, you know, sort of uh, ambivalent and, and uh, kind of untested boss and, um, and, and the, the interplay between them as they, as they, you know, tried to pull off these jobs. Um, so it really, I guess it sort of arose from, you know, the frustrations I was having with a book that wasn't quite gelling. Hmm, interesting. You actually just answered my next question. I was going to ask you about uh, the switch from John March, which was uh, the private investigator featured in your first three books. You just mentioned, obviously, the struggle that you had with the, the fourth March novel. Do you, at this point, do you have other March novels planned or are you working on another one? Do you, do you, do, should your readers expect to see him again? I, I think that, that we will see John March again. I actually have, um, you know, a, a couple of, uh, uh, different March books sketched out, but I think my, my next book will actually be a, a different book, not, not a March book. Um, but, uh, it may be in fact the, the start of, uh, of a different series. Um, so March is, you know, he's on hiatus for a little while, but but not gone for good. Not gone for good. That's great. Well, before you wrote your first novel, Black Maps, you worked in finance, as you mentioned earlier, and you ran a financial software company. During that period in your life, were, were you writing at the time, or were you thinking about writing? Uh, I, I certainly was thinking about writing. I mean, I, I really um, have been thinking about writing and, and writing one sort of thing or another, since I was a little kid, I really, you know, started in grade school, um, I, where I wrote um, and drew very badly uh, my uh, uh, my own superhero comic book, and I'd staple them together with, you know, um, and just had these stick figures leaping around. And and I've always been interested in in writing and storytelling. Um, when I was an undergraduate, um, I was uh, an English major. And my area of focus was um, 20th century poetry, and, and I was also a, a writer. I was writing poetry pretty seriously, um, and uh, was sort of a hair's breadth from going into a, an MFA program. Um, but then I kind of sobered up and realized I had to pay the rent. Um, but, uh, and, and so I embarked on a, a career that took me um, into software and, in, and, and into uh, uh, to Wall Street. Um, but really throughout, um, writing was something I was interested in and, you know, I, I've always written poetry. Um, Black Maps was really, was just my first novel, um, was the, the first piece of, uh, you know, of, of, uh, fiction that I had, I had attempted though. I hadn't really, you know, tried any short stories or anything like that, um, uh, prior. So, um, it was, uh, definitely a, you know, a foray into a new world. And, and what was that experience like for you? Obviously, as you just mentioned, you, you've had a long interest in writing and, you know, possibly thought about doing an MFA program, but then did work in finance and, and, and software. What, what, what was the experience like when you finally sat down and started working on black maps? Well, I started, um, you know, I was actually still working. 
um, and, and running um, this software company. Uh, and I was doing it, I was writing um, kind of on the weekends and holidays or on the plane back from wherever. Uh, so it was very much a part-time thing, but, you know, my my commute, my drive to work, you know, I would, I would sort of use that time to uh, you know, put together an outline, flesh out plot details, that sort of thing. Um, and, and I guess I, you know, initially I approached it, you know, pretty much as a software guy would, I, you know, I had a plan, <laughs> you know, I, I, I had an outline, I had a plan, I, you know, I had a, you know, a certain number of words I, you know, I wanted to, I wanted to write every, uh, every day and, you know, and, and, and this sort of thing. Um, it was, it was quite geeky, um, but it actually worked for me. Um, so by the time I, um, wrapped up, um, at uh, at the software company, I probably had I don't know maybe eight chapters, maybe ten chapters, um, and then I was you know pretty uh, churning out you know a chapter, chapter and a half every week, pretty consistently after that when I started writing full time, and you know after a while I had a book. That's great. And after you after you finished writing Black Maps, what was the path to publication like for you and and i'll just add that you know your publisher is knopf and it just speaks to the level of your writing and talent that knopf doesn't publish you know many what would be considered pi novels not necessarily that the john march novels are but what what was the path to publication like for you um it, it was um you know i'm embarrassed to say it was pretty ridiculously easy <laughs> um <laughs> It was, uh, you know, I knew nothing about this industry at all um, uh, before, uh, you know, I, I had finished my book. Um, really, when I was writing, I wasn't thinking about what I would do with this manuscript after I was done. I just really wanted to finish, and, and finishing just felt like, you know, such a great feeling of accomplishment <clears throat> um, that, you know, to a certain extent, everything that happened afterwards was, was gravy. Um, so I had this manuscript, and you know I had inflicted it upon um, you know my friends and family, um, who were you know who were very complimentary and and um, very encouraging. But I figured, okay, you know, they're my friends and family. What what are they going to say? Um, and uh, I went to my local library actually um, to a, a book event that they had. There was a, a reading uh, by a guy who was a first-time author who had published. Um, a mystery novel after many, many years. You know, his story was really sort of the typical story of endless rejection, and um, and he was telling the story at the reading, and he he told about uh, finding an agent who was sort of interested in him but wanted a second opinion, and uh, sent this manuscript uh, out to a friend of his who had recently uh, left a a big. New York publishing house and had just, you know, gone freelance, had become a freelance editor, but he respected this person's opinion. And, and, you know, and if this person had good things to say about the book, um, then that, you know, was good enough for him to take it on. And as it turned out for this fellow, you know, this editor liked it a lot and, um, and, and he was on the road to publication. So I did a little detective work of my own and, and found out who this editor was and uh, you know, I sent her an email, and I'm sure she thought I was nuts at first. Um, but she kindly uh, agreed to take a look at five pages. And uh, the next day, she sent me back an email asking for five more pages. And the next day, another email, another five pages, and then she had the whole manuscript. And a couple of days later, um, she 
got back to me and said, you know, from an editorial perspective, there's not a lot I can tell you here. Um, you know, your, your formatting is, is not exactly what, what the industry is looking for, but, um, but uh, you know, editorially, uh, you know, I, this is, a, I think, a, a, you know, a very good manuscript. Um, and, and so, I, you know, I can't really do a lot for you, but, you know, I do know a lot of agents, and, and I'd be happy to, uh, to uh, introduce you to some. Um, and, and she kindly did. Um, and uh, there were a couple who were interested in representing me, and I met with them, and and uh, and through that I, I met my agent, and you know who I've been very very happy with, and um, you know through her good offices, um, I I ended up with uh, Knopf, and they've been wonderful to me. They're just a, a super super bunch of people, and my editor is wonderful. Great. Well, in addition to your novels, you've written short stories for several crime anthologies, and you edited the Wall Street Noir anthology. What, what was the editing process like for Wall Street Noir? Oh, my gosh. It was um, uh, uh, both um, more rewarding and more difficult than I could ever have imagined. <laughs> um, uh, it, it really was... Um, uh, you know, I, I actually never, I'd never done anything like that before, and um, honestly had uh, no idea what I was getting into and no idea what to expect. Um, you know, the the authors who uh, you know very generously you know agreed to participate um, were were great. Um, they they were all great, and some of them were really great when it came to deadlines. Some of them um, were less great when it came to deadlines, <laughs> so there was a there was a certain amount of chasing, um, and, uh, and you know, um, for with some people there was a, a certain amount of editing, um, and I had no idea how to approach that. I just knew, you know, okay, uh, you know, try to get on the same wavelength as the authors and say, okay, this is what is great about this story, and how can we make it more great? How can we get at you know more cleanly? you know, where this story seems to be going. Um, that was, you know, kind of the only approach I knew. And, uh, you know, and, and thankfully, the, you know, the folks I worked with were very amenable to that, super professional, um, you know, when it came to, you know, taking. So um, it really, you know, uh, a lot of work, but but very rewarding at the end. Great. Not that, you know, not to put you on the spot, uh, since, you know, obviously you uh, enjoyed all of the writers that you asked to contribute, but are there a particular story or two from Wall Street Noir that that just blew you away and that you would recommend? Oh, gosh, I'm really, you know, it's, it's like asking, you know, who's your favorite kid? <laughs> it, it, I, I'll tell you, I was surprised in a lot of ways. You know, I, I had in mind... Um, you know, a kind of particular vision, you know, of sort of what Wall Street Noir meant to me, what it said to me. And, and I guess my own story in there sort of speaks to that. And there were a number of other stories in there that I, that I think were quite consistent with that. What surprised me, what I never anticipated, um, I got a couple of historical stories, which, you know, from uh, Jim Fusilli and from Megan Abbott, they wrote historical stories, which were, you know, I, I just didn't expect that. And they were great. Um, there was a tremendous amount of humor. Um, Mark Haskell Smith wrote a story that still makes me laugh, um, and 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 there was humor, you know, albeit you know quite black humor, um, shot through so many of the stories. Um, you know, Peter Blauer's story comes to mind as being you know very funny, very knowing, um, kind of uh, reinterpretation of The Godfather. Um, uh, 
I, I was particularly pleased to have um, a graphic story in there, uh, which um, uh, hadn't hadn't appeared in any of the noir series books prior to that. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, so really, really hard to pick a favorite story, but I, I can tell you, I was um, I was uh, pleasantly surprised by so many of them. Just not you know completely a different take than than I would have had, but a really you know very valid take something. Great. Well, when you worked in finance before you were a published writer, who were some of the thriller writers and noir writers that you were reading that kind of fired you up and made you want to write your own novels? Oh, gosh. Um, You know, from a very early age, I was reading this stuff. I mean, really from sort of like middle school on. And um, my my first exposure to uh, Dashiell Hammett um, and reading The Maltese Falcon really was kind of a watershed experience for me mm-hmm. um I, you know i was i was in in middle school and i it was the first really sort of grown-up book i remember reading um and i you know i didn't get half of what was going on you know, yeah. at the time. <laughs> um, but but i knew that you know i knew that there was a lot here that 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 i wasn't getting but what i did get i just you know i thought was wonderful you know the, the atmosphere the sense of place just really came across but you know i mean so you know, kind of the the giants of of crime fiction. You know, Hammett and Chandler and Ross McDonald, mm-hmm. um, John D. McDonald, uh, Graham Greene. Those guys. You know, I'm I'm a, also a big John Le Carre fan. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Alan First. Um, you know, who writes uh, uh, thrillers set during World War II. Right. Um, a wonderful writer. Um, uh, Philip Care, uh, I like a lot. Um, Ward Just, um, who writes sort of political novels that sort of border on, you know, that have elements of, of you know, the thriller to them, but, but uh, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people would sort of categorize him as a literary novelist. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of Daniel Woodrow, um, who, who wrote uh, um, Tomato Red and uh, Winter's Bone. Right. Um, and it, just a wonderful, wonderful writer. Um, William Gibson, you know, who's often thought of as a science fiction writer. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. but, but there's really, you know, certainly in his... Actually, I think in all of his works, there are, uh, you know, elements of, of the thriller mm-hmm. uh, that are kind of shot through all of those works. Um, so, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, it's a long list. I could just go on and on. <laughs> <laughs> well, given that Thick as Thieves is now your fourth novel that you've had published, what what advice do you have for aspiring writers and people who would like to have their own novels published? Oh, gosh, you know, I mean, I, I, I think focus less on, um, you know, I mean, if, you, if you're new to this business, you know, entirely, focus not at all on the business aspects of it at first. You know, you've got to focus on your craft. You know, you, you've got to write a lot. And, and you know, first, first and foremost, you have to read a lot and, and figure out, you know, what you like to read, what kinds of stories you respond to and why. Um, because ultimately, those are the kinds of stories that, you know, I, I think writers want to write. You know, they, they ultimately, you're your, fir- your own first reader. And so you want to, you want to craft a story that, that, you want to read, right? And and that takes a little thought, you know, about you know, uh, understanding who you like to read and why. What is it that you're responding to? And then you just write a lot, um, and edit a lot, um, and don't be afraid to uh, 
to leave out a lot. I think one of the best pieces of advice I've ever gotten is that you know no one will ever miss all the great writing you leave out. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's good advice. So it's, so what what it's great advice? What, what are you working on now? Uh, I, I'm working on uh, a, a new book um, that uh, that may be part of uh, the start of a new series. Uh, don't want to say too much about sure, it now, but sure. it's. Uh, uh, you know, very different setting for me. It's uh, going to be set in Los Angeles, um, and uh, and as usual, we'll have you know plenty of atmosphere and very moirish overtones and themes. Great. Well, again, we've been speaking with Peter Spiegelman, author of the new thriller novel *Thick as Thieves*, which is available in bookstores now. Peter, thanks for doing the interview. Thank you, Jeff. It was a pleasure. Hi, this is author Peter O'Ruin, uh, author of The Unremembered, and you're listening to the Reading and Writing Podcast. Thanks for listening to my latest podcast. If you have a chance, please leave a review of the podcast in iTunes. It only takes a moment. Until next time, read some good books and be well. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.